High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. It's time for our Wednesday special with the senior statistician at the Central Statistics Office, Deirdre Cullen. Last week and the week before, Deirdre had me jetting all across the world and back um, in the kind of numbers that go through our various airports. Astonishingly, if you were listening last week, less people go through Shannon than Cork. I was amazed. And every week when Deirdre comes here, she brings that kind of information, which is really uh, interesting and more importantly fun. Deirdre, welcome to the programme. Thanks, George. Now, this is really interesting this week, right? Now, given... No, but there's a generational thing here. It's possible if there's a 25-year-old listening, 25-year-old might say, why are we talking about this? If you're uh, an old-age pensioner, if you're a person of another generation, you're really interested in issues of of heating and and uh, and cooking and all that sort of thing. For instance, you're actually going to give me some figure on central heating. Central heating was non-existent fifty years ago. That's so true. we're looking at something that that has happened very recently. That's right. And I grew up without central heating, yeah. and I'm sure you did too. Um, and I um, suppose most people over fifty did. Um, so the CSO brought out a release there a couple of weeks ago on ne- networked gas consumption. So some of us in Dublin use gas for our central heating and it's just on tap. You just turn it on and then you pay your bill after you've been lovely and warm for a couple of months. Um, and so we brought out that release. So I thought I might cover some of those figures and also then have a look at, again, going back to the census, what that's telling us about what type of fuels people are using for their central heating and the urban-rural divide and how it divides across the country. And there's some, there are some interesting no, numbers No, there would here, have sure. to be. Like a modern house built in urban Ireland today, like built in the last 10 years, would probably have central heating in it. Isn't that right? Particularly if it were a private de- dwelling as opposed to a corporation dwelling. Well, I'm going to tell you, according, yeah. according to our statistics, um, there's very few houses in Ireland have no central heating. In, very few? Very few, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at numbers here of 25,000 houses. But like people living in these big rambling old houses in the country or eminently wealthy high court judges living in Aylesbury Road or somewhere, these big houses never had central heating. No, but it's been all been retrofitted, you have to assume. Now, there could be a little bit of... Now, there's a naga in the kitchen. That was the big... If you, yep. were, you really had made it if you had a naga. You know, you were kind of wealthy if you had a naga. Let's have a look at the numbers. I guess. <laughs> no, I don't have any numbers on Agus. Uh, urban households, um, 51% of them are using gas and 26% are using oil. They're the top two fuels for central heating. In rural households, 65% are using uh, oil and only um, gas, only 2% are using gas in rural oh, households. Oh, oh, so the gas is very much uh, an urban phenomenon in Ireland. But isn't Eamon Ryan now at the Green Party going to come hurtling through the door at any moment into the studio telling us that we should be burning grass or something <laughs> to keep the country green? No. Is there not an issue? I mean, using oil. I thought oil was bad news now. My diesel motor car is like smoking. You're not allowed to use it anymore. Well, look, we are where we are and we do drive our diesel cars, George, and we do have to heat our houses with oil. I mean, uh, 400, uh, what am I looking at here? Almost 700,000 households in Ireland are heating themselves with oil. 
and yeah. and they will be this winter. And you know, I look at gas; it's um, it's uh, five hundred and seventy thousand are heating with gas. Now you know Ingrid's a great environmentalist, and she puts stuff in the green bin, the black bin, the brown bin. I don't know what they are, but she puts them into them. Now, at one point in the house, we heated it with coal. Okay, eighty-seven thousand people have told the the census that they that is their main fuel for their central heating. Now, that do, would include anthracite. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know the big problem with that? You have to clean out the bloody ash. Yeah, and I that thought... was my job, like. And I made sure we changed it quickly. Imagine me every day down on my knees with a shovel, cleaning out the ash. I think we all remember that. And the, the dirt, you know, but I guess some people, they have a system and they can do it and it, it works for them. I mean, the house where I live in Glasnevin Avenue, we had the coal shed out the back. I think most yeah. of our houses did. And, you know, I still have a strong memory of the truck pulling up and the guy with the big sacks of coal on his shoulder carrying yeah. them through. And uh, you'd have your coal shed would be full up to the roof but with coal heading into the winter. still. That's right. You astonish me. Do I? Well, I doubt it. Obviously, there's 87,000 fellas are prepared to go down their knees with a shovel to get the ash. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Pete, 90,000 people Pete. tell us, yeah, that they're burning peace to stay warm in the winter. Now, our question is about what type of fuel does your central heating use? But now it could be that people are burning it and it's not oh, feeding into a back in boiler. A, it's in a grate, you mean? Well, you know, people mightn't fully interpret that question properly. Oh, it right. could be like yeah, a back yeah. boiler type of system. But 90,000 houses are telling us that. Now, stall the ball now. Peach, yeah? stall what the ball, what right. county has the highest percentage of households? You, burning with, peat. Burning peat? Yeah. Lovely Leitrim. Awfully. Where well, else? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Well, isn't the... Isn't Longford. The Right. 38% of, of households in Offaly told us they were burning uh, peat. But they and 20%, prob- one in five in Longford. Yeah, but they can probably go to the back garden and there's probably a bog and they can just dig it up and burn it. There you go. And out in uh, Galway, Galway County and not in the yeah. city. No, but uh, you can 23%. understand that, can't you? Oh, I can, of course. I can, yeah, of course. But it, it, <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's there. I, I guess it's affordable. I don't know how much a bag of turf is compared to a bag of... Coal or but there used to be gas. a thing called briquettes. Do they still exist? I think they do. I think they do. Portnoy will come down hard at us. <laughs> fabulous, <laughs> fabulous sort of central No, but eating. I thought the EU was opposed to bogs or something, no? Oh, that's right, milling up the, the turf. Let's have a look at the Dublin numbers. So gas yeah. is by far the most popular form of central heating in Dublin. Uh, almost 7 out of 10 of us are using gas to heat our homes. Yeah. Uh, but 11% of us are using oil and very small numbers. This is this is cute. In Dunleary, where can I go with this now? 241 dwellings told us they're burning wood <laughs> for their central heating and 61 told us they were burning turf. Um. Within those figures for Dublin overall, um, gas is the most popular in the Dunleary Ratdown area and in South Dublin. In Fingal, it's less popular. So I don't know if this is where the pipes are laid or. But it, only... it's, it's, it could be a middle class thing, though. I mean, you're talking about two of the most middle class areas in Dublin, in, in South Dublin and, and Dublin Ratdown. So in, in Dunleary Ratdown. So it could be like, although gas. Is, is might not be expensive of itself. The installation still, when you talk about retrofitting, I mean, it's not cheap to suddenly get a guy in and say, put central heating in for me. 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think a gas boiler now is 3,000 euro or three yeah. or 4,000 euro. Yeah. That's right. Now, the, the, the thing, though, about uh, the gas is that it, it, this is all coming down a pipeline from Moscow or somewhere. Do you know that? Yeah, if like you say so. <laughs> it is. It's coming down the pipeline. Next week we look at Moscow and gas, but... Uh, the, the, yeah, because the, the carob field isn't on stream yet or something. I don't think so. Yeah. Did you tell me how many houses have no central heating? Yeah, well, in I mean, 22,000, that's what they're telling us, have no central heating. In the but, country yeah. or in Dublin? No, that's in the country. But I'm thinking, you know, there could be a little bit of misinterpretation there by people with regards to the question. Okay. You know. Oh, yes, you did say that. Now, 30, it, 34,000 are burning wood. Oh, I knew there was something I wanted to tell you. In On the continent, these wood-burning stoves are very popular. Yeah, my two of my sisters have them. Is that the glass box? Where you yes. Get, yeah, I'm getting one of them, George. They're, they're very popular. They're supposed to be fantastic. Yes. I think if you burn fuel in the fire, is it 80% of it goes up the chimney? And yeah. that's a well-established um, kind of metric or yeah. measure of efficiency. Whereas with that sealed glass box that you just sit in the grate, yeah. I think it's like only well, no, 40% it's, it's, or something. Yeah, but it's really brilliant. And the other thing is... Have you got one? The lovely Ingrid has it uh, in our stately home somewhere else. But the interesting thing about that, of course, is because you can't burn a fire on Christmas Eve because Santa Claus can't come down. So anybody with grates can't burn on on, uh, Christmas Eve. But the the wooden thing is very popular in the continent. And Ingrid, being a good Austrian, is keen on it. Well, that that makes the the people of Cork County very international now because that's the county with the largest number. Of people burning wood. Uh, almost 5,000 homes told us they were burning wood for their central heating. Tipperary, 3,000. Very few in the cities, just small numbers in the hundreds. Um, and in Leitrim, 517 dwellings. But yeah. a friend of mine just cut down a few trees now, so he'll be burning wood all <laughs> but, winter, increasing to yeah, add but to I'm those going statistics. to talk about all winter in a minute. But you know, you have pals across Europe who are all statisticians. It might be interesting if you rang up your pal in Nuremberg or in Vienna and said, listen, how many wood burning stoves have you? You might get a very interesting number. Give him a ring, you know. Now, the second thing is, though, one has to presume that in June, July and August, there's very little consumption of any kind of central heating, gas, oil or otherwise, no? That's right. Now, the only figures I have on a seasonal basis, with you know, which yeah. is what we're talking about there, is the gas. So 43% of the gas that's consumed by domestic households in Ireland is consumed in January, February, March. 23% in October, November, December. So January, February, March are the cold months. Maybe we're all feeling a little bit frailer as well and the winter's been going on that bit longer and we're turning the heat up because I would have thought November, December can be just as bitter. But uh, June, July, August, only 6% of our consumption. But there's a very interesting thing. You know I have an irregular heartbeat. Did I tell you that? Didn't know that, George. Right. Well, I take a pill which... Uh, thins your blood, right? Because you could get a stroke with an irregular heartbeat. But it's an interesting thing in relation to your figures, strangely enough. (laughs) It's not a a, a, a cliche. When your blood is thin, you feel the cold more. Okay. So therefore, in our house, you have Ingrid who says, God, it's very hot. And you have George who says it's very cold. So in fact, like this week, she's not here. So I have everything burning. 
Have you a heating on in the house at the moment? Yeah, because I'm on my own. Okay. You see. I you, wouldn't be able to do that if she was there. Yeah, you must like it really warm. I mean, I know, you know, the past few weeks, you know, since the beginning of August, yeah. like there was a drop in the temperature. And, you know, I did think to turn it on, but I haven't turned it yeah, on well, yet. I, I, have I to wouldn't say. be allowed to turn it on. She, her response is, when I say it's cold... Put on a sweater. Put on a jumper. Well, there's something There's something in that, in fairness. You know. <laughs> I want to go to a different point, only because I know you haven't got the figures in front of you. <laughs> and we create a bit of confusion. Try me. No, no, it's interesting that we would talk about central heating, right? Okay? Mm. It's interesting you use the phrase, and I use the phrase, central heating, whereas our American cousins would say air conditioning because the system will be pumping out hot air in the winter and cold air in the summer. Yeah. We, by and large, you don't have the figures, but it'd be really interesting if we asked people the question, do you have air conditioning in summer? The figure would be minuscule, I would think. I would be astonished if any Irish homes have air conditioning. I mean, we have it in our offices, all right. And yeah. it's a curse. I think most people hate it. I, I can't abide air conditioning myself, personally. Um, but look, at it, it could be in the future we will need it. I lived in Australia and, you know, we used to joke us Europeans in Australia because the Australians out in Alice Springs that go, this isn't hot. Yeah. And then you say, that's because you leave your air-conditioned house and you get into your air-conditioned car and you go yeah. to your air-conditioned workplace and then you have a pint in your air-conditioned pub. Of course it's not hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's 40 degrees well, outside. Well, I was, I worked in Houston, Texas and in the summer it's about 100 degrees and about 120 degrees humidity. And in order like to walk down, say, Grafton Street. You'd do it by going to Burger King, McDonald's. You wouldn't buy anything, but you'd just take a breather in the air conditioning thing on the way down the road. But the interesting thing, I would say, you're probably right. There's hardly an air-conditioned house dwelling mm. in the country. Now, what they do with me... Just open the windows. Yeah, but what they do with me, I mean, it's a conspiracy. When I go into a restaurant or whatever, they sit me under the vent. So I'm sitting there. Do you feel the same way? This blast of cold air comes down on top of you. Yeah. Yeah, and you ask them to turn it off, and then the place is too hot or something. So yeah, yeah no, it's 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 dreadful stuff, absolutely. Um, so it might just because I mentioned this networked gas consumption, this new release Network. that the CSO. What's that? Well, are you because you can get bottled gas as well. So oh, yeah. we just got the 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 administrative data on networked gas consumption, and we just had a look at where the meters were. Yeah. So Dublin has the lion's share. Forty-four percent of all gas meters are in the Dublin no, area. No, uh, Deputy Paul Murphy isn't opposed to us paying for gas, is he? I know he's opposed to us paying for water. It's when you said meter, it worried me. <laughs> I don't know what Senator Murphy's views are on Deputy me, Murphy. On the deputy, sorry, sorry, sorry. Deputy Murphy. Deputy yeah. Um, so uh, we can have a look at the median kilowatt hours. So this is. Uh huh. Yeah. Who's 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 gobbling up? Who's gobbling up the most gas? Yeah. Where do you live again? Dublin 18, is it? Dublin Leary Rat Down, yeah. Okay. The 18. Okay. Well, that actually, the high. Oh, no. Dublin 14 has the highest. Churchtown. Yeah. 
they're using almost 13,000 kilowatt hours per year. Dublin 1 and 2 are only using 6,200. Now, that would be a feature of average household size as well. The uh, reason it's happening in, in uh, Dublin 14 is Senator or is Minister Shane Ross is up there and he's in, probably encouraging everybody to turn on the tap. You know, when you think about metered gas consumption, though, I mean, you know, it, it could raise issues around things like fuel poverty because, you know, if you're using your coal or your oil or some other fuels, you have to get them delivered and pay up front, if you think about it. Whereas with the gas, you get to use it and then you pay after the fact. Yeah, and but the poverty thing is interesting, though. I mean, isn't there a Christmas supply of turf or something for old age pensioners or a Christmas supply of coal or something? No? I don't know if that's still in place. It certainly sounds familiar. It sounds like something from the 70s. No, but, but Age Action... They, they might give them yeah. a voucher now rather yeah. than a bag of coal. Age Action used to talk, still talk, about the number of older people who are cold. Yeah, no, of course. It's I'm, I imagine it is. They might as well have central heating in the house, but they can't turn it on. They can't afford to turn it on. Yeah. Do you know which is a, which is uh, this thing of fuel poverty is is a very important topic. Yes, but I mean, and it, you know, I mean, if you're burning your oil, you have to get it delivered and pay your five or six hundred quid up front, and then you know, run it down throughout the winter and. Keep an eye on your gauge and I don't know. I suppose I have the gas and I just find it so convenient. It's fantastic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're a kind of ambassador for on board gosh, are you? Is no, I, I just like being warm. Yeah. I think it's after my years well, living in Australia. I think they could get a picture of sort of you and I in our shorts and T-shirts sitting in the front room and <laughs> the caption underneath sort of says, you know, snug and warm, thanks to network gas. There you go. I, th- I think that's a great and marketing And there a jumper line. in sight. <laughs> Not a, a gansy to be line. seen. <laughs> okay, well, it's numbers that, numbers that talk. Deirdre Cullen, a senior statistician at CSO, will be back next week, of course, try and keep her out. Um, the, the numbers are extraordinary. No matter where there we look every day. Numbers are part of our very lives. Uh, the team today was uh, Alex Russo and Kira Courtney with, of course, uh, Michael Quilligan on sound. Deirdre will be back next week and I'll be back tomorrow.